When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. Brought to you by America's Navy. It's Wisconsin's most complete farm show. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Up and Adam, we've got another beautiful day on the way around the state of Wisconsin. How are you doing? Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yonke along with you on what looks to be a fabulous Wednesday, October 7th. It's going to be sunny today, topping out around 70 degrees. Dry. Tonight down to a, a low of 45. Tomorrow a little cooler but still sunshine and 67. Friday, a lot of sun. We bounce up to 77 degrees. Saturday, up to 70 degrees as well. It does look like we're going to stay dry for the most part for the foreseeable future. Stumacher Ag Meteorologist has weather details in about 15 minutes. Also up before 6 o'clock, chatting with Adam Brock from Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. It is part of our World Dairy Expo review. Brought to you courtesy of Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin and World Dairy Expo. You know, focusing in on quality management, uh, safety when it comes to food is a high priority for Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin and working with our vendors. When COVID-19 started to unfold, Adam Brock got very busy trying to help restaurants as well as all food service providers kind of pivot in light of a new market. He's going to share his story after 5.30. And visiting with Sandy Chalmers, Executive Director of the Wisconsin Farm Service Agency offices. They are now in round two of the Coronavirus Food and Farm Assistance Program. It's got a little something for growers of all different capacities and types. She's going to tell us more about that after 5.30. It's a great thing when good things happen to good people. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn, and this being uh, National 4-H Week, a lot of things are happening, maybe not face-to-face, but uh, again, we talk about good people, Pam, and you've got uh, one of those to talk about today. Absolutely, Bob. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yonke is southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And you're right, there are nine individuals this year that will be inducted into Wisconsin's 4-H Hall of Fame. And although there won't be any face-to-face recognition, let's face it, a lot of these folks, if you've been involved in 4-H for any period of time, you've probably got a chance to meet them. Congratulations to Kathy Garretts from Pierce County, Bob Hagenau, dairy volunteer in Columbia County, Dorothy Harms from Sauk County, Sherry Helmer from Dodge County, Kay Hobblers, a 4-H Extension Outreach Specialist. Judy Lewis, posthumously in Sauk County. Linda and Joe Prebick on the Wisconsin 4-H Horse Association. And this fella, Dewey Wachholz. Now, I was happy to have Dewey as one of my professors on the University of Wisconsin River Falls campus. Many people have come in contact with him as our Extension Livestock Specialist, starting all the way back in the 1970s. And one of the big reasons why you saw Dewey, his commitment to 4-H. I got a chance to visit with him, congratulate him on his induction into the Wisconsin 4-H Hall of Fame, and take us back to how it all started. Well, I actually got started uh, when I was in 4-H. I still recall my first experience in the show ring, and one of the things that discouraged me is that uh, they gave me no reason as to why I was placed where I was. Because my first ribbon was a pink ribbon, as you might guess. Uh, and I didn't know why. And so uh, when I got into uh, college level and started uh, doing some judging uh, with some college uh, teams, 
uh, I decided that I did want to join and, or become a, you know, a livestock judge in, in counties. And uh, I made a vow that I was always going to attempt to te- teach people why or tell people why they were in that position, and but until, also instruct them as to how they could improve. And that developed a real good relationship with many of the students. Well, and that also turned, they started adopting that, didn't they, most judges? And I know, I remember when I was working with you, trying to get the young person that was acting at as a judge to explain their oral reasons. Yes, yes, we did that. Uh, several of them started uh, doing it, and it became a, a general uh, feeling amongst everyone to, to do that. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, have you ever imagined uh, or thought back? I, I bet by this stage in your career, Dewey, you're seeing a lot of multi-generation families that you worked with in one capacity or another, be it 4-H or other ways. Uh, yes. Uh, in fact, that's what made me decide to retire. Uh, finally. <laughs> uh, the, first, the first time I retired because... Uh, of Lyme's disease. Mm. But then after a year, I went back to work and uh, uh, continued on. And uh, when I started to get some grandchildren of some students that I had had, I decided that was long enough. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, but uh, for people that are saying, oh, goodness, don't tell me that Dewey absolutely hung it up. Now, granted, this year is different, but normally you're still on the judging circuit a little bit, aren't you? Uh, yeah, I finally quit. Uh, well, this is the last year, or first year now, when I haven't judged any. Uh, and I, I'm not scheduled to judge any this year. So I'm beginning to miss it already. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is it like? Give us your perspective when you're standing in the ring, you're seeing all these young people, uh, could be nine, I guess some even younger, all the way up to the more senior showman. Give me a sense of what it's like to try to evaluate all those young people in the same space. Uh, well, uh, it's very difficult to uh, try to keep them all in in uh, in your uh, vision uh, at one time, but you have to keep looking back and forth, uh, trying to to keep them all in in uh, position in your in your vision at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then. Uh, you 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 uh, need to treat them a little differently. Also, uh, the young beginners, I usually used to uh, love to spend more time with them than I did the seniors. Uh, they uh, should know how to do things, but then at least as far as showing is concerned, uh, and so I didn't need to instruct them quite as much. So you know, again, speaking as one of those 4-H kids, my first ribbon was a pink. It was devastating to me, but uh, but a character builder, I'll say that. So how do you, uh, tell me about some of the stories, Dewey, when you were judging at County 4-H fairs, you, you got that little spigot, it's the first year, they're just about uh, trembling with anxiety of just being in the ring. Tell me, give me, share some of your stories. Well, uh, I had a real good response with many of the beginners. Um, I... Uh, would would try to calm them down first of all uh, in that uh, I, as they were standing side by side uh, I like to talk with each one of them 
before we even started showing, just uh, to try to get them to calm down just a little bit, because they're they are very fearful when they first enter that ring. Uh, but once you calm them down, uh, then it was much easier for them. So I would start with such things as as uh, uh, talking to them a little bit about what their name was, and, uh, you know, if they enjoyed 4-H and this kind of thing. Uh, but then when we started talking about uh, our, when we were in showmanship, I would give them very simple questions. And the one that I remember uh, uh, so vividly, I don't remember his name, but it was a young gentleman that, that was... Uh, we were showing uh, swine at that particular time, and I asked him what he was feeding his hog. And he looked at me and he said, feed, you dummy. <laughs> and, I, you know, there were incidences like that when, when they would give some sort of uh, silly answer, but it was really fun because then I could tell that they were relaxed in the ring. Right. Uh, and, and uh, they would actually appreciate it more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did have the opposite thing uh, happen, um, and that was that we were in senior showmanship one year, and I placed one individual lower than he thought I should have placed him, and uh, it didn't become <laughs> too enjoyable for either one of us before it was over. Um, that te- that tends to happen too. If you look at what you know, for people that have never experienced 4-H, their families have not been involved in 4-H. Dewey, like you said, you've been in it since you were a kid, and I I hope that uh, some of your grandkids are thinking about it too in the future. Tell me, uh, what do you? How do you sell uh, non-farm folks or folks that haven't had this kind of uh, generational experience on how valuable 4-H can be? for their families, not just their kids, their families? Well, I, I think in 4-H, first of all, uh, they learn uh, through hands-on experience. And that hands-on experience is important to them their, their whole life. Uh, they learn how to, to uh, become better leaders, uh, how to organize uh, many things uh, that definitely help them throughout their life. Uh I even found that to be true on the college level. Um, when I when I looked at the backgrounds of some of my top students, I'd always find that they had a background in 4-H, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, that so you learn those hands-on things uh, just by doing, uh, and and uh, I think that's very important. Uh, the uh, work ethic is, I believe, is much better and individuals that come through uh, 4-H. So there there are a lot of reasons, really, why uh, I, I think it's so important. You know, the other thing I wonder about is when you were walking through the barns, uh, maybe just killing time, maybe going to visit somebody, maybe maybe just taking a stroll. I think about, because it's my nature, the camaraderie in 4-H, you know, the working together, even if you're going to see each other in the ring later, Dewey, do, did you notice that, too? Is that a trend that you see changing? Anything you worry about? No, I, I, it's, well, yeah, it's probably changing a little bit, but I, I believe it's very, very beneficial. Uh, you see, uh, for, you know, it's, 4-H is, some pla- is a place where 
young individuals will learn, first of all, from their families. So there's that good parent uh, relationship with their their uh, uh, son or daughter, uh, but there's also good companionship with friends. Uh, friend, you know, they're willing to help each other, give each other pointers and so forth, uh, and that's very helpful to to keep the things going from generation to generation. Dewey Wachholz, a retired University Extension Livestock Specialist that was happy to volunteer his time when it came to 4-H, county fairs, and judging activities. As a matter of fact, he was our Youth Livestock Specialist from 1974 until 2001. One of the nine uh, folks that are recognized this year as Hall of Fame inductees into the Wisconsin 4-H. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. What weather is in store for the Midwest today? Stay tuned as Ag Meteorologist Stu Muck gives you the latest forecast in just moments, right here on the Midwest Farm Report. This fall, get projects done fast with a little help from your neighbors at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Stay safe on the roads during the cold months with Rain-X Trico Wiper Blades, now $3 off. Make sure your equipment is ready to go with Mystic JTH Super Heavy Duty Oil, just $34.99 after $20 mail-in rebate. Pick up an Easy 8 12-volt, 8 gallons per minute electric fuel transfer pump from GPI. Use with gasoline, diesel fuel, or kerosene, it's $219.99. Improve fuel economy with Diesel Fuel Supplement Plus Cetane Boost Injector Cleaner and Performance Improver. An 80-ounce jug, now $11.99. And make sure you have the right fuel can for the job. Right now, five-gallon cans for gas, kerosene, or diesel fuel. Your choice, $13.99. Plus, check out this great doorbuster value. Get 25% off exterior paint, stains, and driveway sealers. And remember, you can buy online and pick your items up in our convenient drive-thru. You won't even need to get out of your car. That's genuine value from Blaine's Farm and Fleet. ADHD. It's the child who can't pay attention or sit still in school, right? The answer may be yes. Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, or ADHD, can be complicated and it can last a lifetime. Living with a condition can sometimes be a challenge. It may take years to accept a formal diagnosis, and it's not always easy to find the right treatment plan. Did you know that up to 75% of children and adolescents with ADHD have at least one additional mental health condition that also requires a comprehensive approach to treatment? ADHD guidelines were recently updated to reflect the need to screen for associated disorders. Be sure to talk with your child's doctor about proper screening and visit moretoadhd.com for additional information. That's moretoadhd.com. This message has been brought to you in partnership with ADA, ACO, and CHAD. Farm goddess, agricultural princess, queen of all that moves. Nah, let's stick with farm babe. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. 520 now as we get rolling on our way to another beautiful start on a Wednesday morning, 7th day of October. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us live via Skype. And I'll tell you what, it, it yesterday it did not feel like October. It felt like... Uh, I'm saying a mild day in July. I was sweating. My little chubby Shelties were sweating. It was warm yesterday. Oh, yeah. And 
get ready. It gets warmer here <laughs> as we head for the end of the week. I know. It's kind of funny to think of 77 as, you know, that that warm when you compare it to what we had, you know, June, July. But uh, for this time of the year, it's it's nice. I'll take it. Oh, yeah. Very mild pattern. and I don't have any major rain threats to talk about. Well, let's just put it in perspective. Our normal daytime highs, call them the low and mid 60s, 63, 64 degrees. That's about where any of us should be for a normal daytime high. The nighttime low should be in the low 40s. We're way above that this morning, and we're going to be having a very mild day above normal temperature-wise today. Thursday, Friday, Saturday as well. Sounds really great, but a weak cool front is dropping down into southeast Wisconsin this morning. Even last evening, there were a few sprinkly showers in northeast, and now still in east-central Wisconsin. Hasn't really amounted to much. Some sprinkles, that's about all. I don't think it's going to slow down any plans for field work today because already today, high pressure behind that cool front is going to mean sunshine returns. Another sunny, very fine day, not overly windy, a nice breeze, and it sounds really beautiful, but winds will be come northwest here today and that does keep us a little bit cooler than yesterday cooling it off a couple of degrees on toward thursday as well but it'll turn around friday and the weekend sound great i'll have the forecast right after this a history of success means proven performance but let's call performance what it is profitability and boosting yours no matter what the season brings is the goal of decal brand corn Backed by exclusive genetics, whole farm solutions, and unmatched dealer support. Let nothing shake your perseverance. Ask your dealer how DeKalb brand corn can help you realize a future of performance. Always read and follow IRM where applicable. Grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Are you paying too much for health insurance? Rural Mutual Insurance can help you find the best options for individual, group, vision, dental, and Medicare. Call your local Rural Mutual agent to see how you can save. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Alrighty, 523. Everybody waking up kind of in the same neighborhood as far as temperatures this morning, Stu. Uh, And here we go. On to a warm one today. Yeah, I hate to sound so happy about it, but it is beautiful weather. Sunny skies today, another beauty. Upper 60s, lacrosse could be just in the low 70s. That's with a northwest wind of about 5 to 15. Overnight, clear skies back in the mid or upper 40s. Northwest winds only about 5 to 10. Sunny Thursday, upper 60s. The north winds about 5. Sunny Friday, upper 70s. I'd expect lacrosse to record an 80. Southwest winds 5 to 15, though gusting to 30 on Friday. Cooling a little bit in the weekend, Pam, and late Sunday night or into Monday. Again, there could be just a very scattered shower or possibly a thunderstorm trying to edge in. All right. Wait on that. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning. See where we stand. Thanks, Stu. All right. See Stu Muck, our ag meteorologist with those weather details. Yeah, like I said, everybody looking pretty comfortable out there this morning. Lacrosse, good morning to you. Clear skies, you're sitting at 61 degrees. It feels like 59. Mauston, you're clear, 55 degrees. Fond Lac, a few clouds for you, 57. Beaver Dam, cloudy as well. Cool spot at 52 degrees in Madison at the airport. Partly cloudy skies, 54 degrees, and it feels like 54 because the winds are pretty calm. Coming up after 5.30, you know, it's been, it's been interesting. You know as well as I do, COVID-19 is 
uh, made you think differently about a whole lot of different things. It's also made our agencies think differently about how they work together. Talking about that with Sandy Chalmers from our Wisconsin Farm Service Agency offices and Ann DeGuermo from the Department of Revenue after 5.30. And thinking differently about package sizes and our restaurants and food service partners. That's what Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin had to do, and we're talking about that before 6. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Here's a pop quiz for corn growers. Of the top three seed corn brands in the Central Corn Belt, only one is 100% focused on seed corn. U.S. farm family owned and got there without the help of a parent company. Any guesses? That's right. Wiffles Hybrids, officially making them the grown-up in the field. Wiffles Hybrids, one thing done right. This is time that matters, a window of time to help protect the ones you love. Your preteen benefits from staying up to date with their well visits. This is your window of protection. Schedule their well visit now. Brought to you by Merck. How is it that we can have smokers' lines without ever smoking? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Smokers or lip lines can occur not only because of smoking, but other factors, such as talking, drinking from a straw, genetics, and age-related fat loss. The most simple and effective treatment for this problem is a combination of dermal fillers such as Juvederm, which can smooth and fill those fine lines as well as hydrate the lips. Also, a neuromodulator such as Botox can be used in small amounts to relax those pursing muscles. At Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie, this treatment results in a natural, more youthful appearance of the mouth and often lasts a year or longer. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. If you came across a child struggling with hunger, how would you recognize them? By their clothes? Their age? The way they speak? Would you recognize a 13-year-old boy who gets into fights at school, not because he's a boy, but because he's hungry? Or a two-year-old girl who cries all night, not because she's sick, but because she went to bed without enough to eat? Or maybe a nine-year-old boy who hopes a friend invites him to a sleepover, not for fun, just so he can have dinner? Or a 15-year-old girl who goes for walks over lunch? so her friends won't know she doesn't have anything to eat? I am the one in seven American children who struggle with hunger. Kids you pass by every day but never knew were hungry. I am child hunger in America. Hunger can be hard to recognize. Learn why at IamHungerInAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America, 200 food banks strong. There is no reason to be intimidated by words like gold, diamonds, jewels. No reason at all, especially when you stop into Goodman's Jewelers, 220 State Street, same location they've been at for over 85 years because they haven't been in business that long by intimidating people. They've been in that business by having beautiful pieces at all price points, whether it be an engagement ring, a wedding band, a pendant, maybe even a necklace, birthday, anniversaries, so many different occasions to give such beautiful jewelry that is very affordable. 
And of course, they've got the bling bling, the shine and diamonds, but they also have a great selection of other exotic gemstones and a lot of the cuts that are super hot these days. They may have that traditional feel, that traditional customer service, but they also have the new modern looks of today. Stop in and take a look at their jewelry case. Talk to the staff. Find out what it is that they have and what it is that they can create. Go online, goodmansjewelers.com. I do solemnly swear federal employee. that I will support and defend. I am a customs and border protection officer. My job is to keep my country safe. Install enemies. We work to make the national banking system safe and sound. I am proud to work for America. Go to theyworkforus.org. I loved playing high school sports. I loved the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, all the pageantry. And I wanted to keep playing. But I graduated. No colleges called, and neither did the pros. So, to stay close to the game I loved, I decided to become a high school official. You know, a referee. When I played high school sports, I learned the importance of integrity, good sportsmanship, and respect for the rules. Now, as a high school official, I get to help model these same values to others. Maybe the colleges and the pros didn't call, but the kids in Wisconsin did. And now... I'm enjoying the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, and all the pageantry of high school sports all over again. Interested in becoming a licensed high school official? Go to highschoolofficials.com to learn more and begin the application process. Of our sister station all the way up in La Crosse, WKTY, the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills. We welcome in Grant. Grant, what's up, dude? Uh, I'm just seizing the day. I'm up enjoying the Packers being 4-0, and I love bringing first-time guests on my show as well. It's exciting, especially when they pick up the phone and everything goes according to plan. Unlike Jay Sternberger duped you guys, I was listening a little bit before I came on. That is a, a tragic story. <laughs> yeah, I think we could pinpoint the moment, like, right, Rowdy? That's the moment when Jay all of a sudden was going to have a bad 2020 campaign. Yeah, you could say his career was, like, starting to ascend at the end of last season, but right when he put the phone down, it's now declining. Like, Grant, you booked, I mean, you have, you run a one-man sports show, correct, up in lacrosse, Yes. Yep, I'm I'm the only one in the studio. It's it's only me, yeah. So you're always booking guests. I mean, you're on from 4 to 6. Well, we're going to be hearing a lot more from you, by the way, but you're on from 4 to 6. When it comes to guests giving you the shun, what do you do when that happens? Uh, well, the, la- the last time it happened, um, I just talked with my listeners about the questions I was going to ask, and then I was like, hey, how are these questions? Were they any good? Because <laughs> like, last time I had a guest that I was super excited, it was a guest that I couldn't wait to talk to, and I prepped all these great questions. Like, sometimes if I had you on, it's more casual, right? Like, we just kind of BS. We talk about whatever. But this last guest who duped me, I had specific stuff I wanted to hit. And I'm with my listeners. I was like, well, here's what I was going to ask. Like, are these good <laughs> questions? Like, we just kind of BS about that. Yeah. Like, uh, just kind of evaluating my skills as, a, as an interviewer, as a question writer. So, Grant, up in lacrosse, what is the vibe like? Because I know you, get, you bleed in a little bit with some, uh, some Vikings. Ugh. But what is the vibe on the Green Bay Packers all the way up there? Well, right now the vibe is amazing. I think it's pretty fun because there's a good mix of Packers and Vikings fans. Um, and because, it's, I mean, it's a college town, too, so you have even a lot of people coming from Illinois, especially to play sports like at UWL. I know uh, I had a buddy who was a wrestler when I was going to school, and there were so many Bears fans, so many Illinois people on the wrestling team, for example. So it's a good mix, and I kind of like it because it, every, it keeps everybody on their toes. Right, so like we can't get sleepy about the Packers. We got to be on our guard because there's Vikings fans everywhere. <laughs> and if the Vikings start losing, the Packers fans pounce, and vi- like vice versa. Like my building, you know, Midwest family in Lacrosse, 
um, where all of our stations are. There's a, uh, it's not a 50-50 mix, but it's pretty darn close, and you got to be on your toes, right? Because as soon as one team loses, the smack talk starts. So you definitely got to be awake, and you got to be on your game. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of on their game, the Packers definitely on their game last night, beating the Atlanta Falcons 4 to nothing. Grant, I saw this on uh, front page of Bleacher Report. I had to chuckle because uh, I was like looking at headlines and chuckling. I'd say the Packers have an elite supporting cast. Do you agree with that? Uh, Bleach Report said that? Yeah. Really? Well, damn. Well, good for Bleach Report. Um, I, I don't know if they have an elite supporting cast. I think they know how to use the supporting cast that they have. Um, Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones are elite, uh, and I think Devontae Adams is elite, and I think Alan Lazard is pretty darn close. But uh, their two elite wide receivers are hurt right now, so they're making do with what they have. I I don't know if they have an elite supporting cast. I didn't expect Bleacher Report to say anything like that. I, I think last night is more a testament to Matt LaFleur, the offense that he's put in place, and a testament to Matt LaFleur that he's got Aaron Rodgers to buy in and play this way. I, I don't know if Packers fans thought he had this in him still at this point in his career. So I, I think it's more about LaFleur and the system uh, and, and all the players buying in rather than just individual brilliance uh, of a supporting cast of the receivers and backs and tight end yeah grant bill's joining us right now the wisco sports show wkty hearing more from him coming up four to six as well so uh grant looking at the packers four and oh a lot of people say that you know it's not not a lot of people we've had a couple of callers call and say it's fool's gold as they've played the likes of you know the the vikings who stink the lions who are the lions the saints who you know are a decent team a good team and the falcons who stink the packers at four and oh is it fool's gold or are they truly one of the best teams i know record wise says so but are they truly one of the best teams in the nfl uh, well, I'm not ready to call them the best team in the NFC or the NFL yet. I, I think you need to get through half a season and, and get a pretty good sample size. But it, it blows my mind that Matt LaFleur and the Packers in the last two years are 17-3 and in the regular season, including a playoff win against Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson, and yet they have never beat a good team. Like Nobody's ever able to find one good team that they beat. We're always able to discredit them. And like, look, I agree the Vikings aren't amazing, but you scored 40 on them. Right, like the Lions aren't great, but you hung forty on them. Everyone's complaint last year was they were beating like the likes of the Washington football team, like eighteen to ten. And it's like, well, you got to blow out these these terrible teams. And well, now the Packers are doing that, and people still aren't satisfied. Like, I, sure, maybe the Packers aren't the favorite to win the Super Bowl right now, and and maybe they have you know had a slow start to their schedule compared to a team like the Texans who have played just a murderer's row through the first month. But just enjoy it. From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Nice day on the way today. We're going to stay dry. Sunshine today and 70 degrees. Tomorrow, a little cooler, 67. Friday, bouncing all the way back up to 77 degrees. I'm Pam Youngke. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Wednesday. So today is the 7th day of October. On this day back in 1919, KLM is formed. That is considered the oldest airline that still operates under its original name, the official airline of the Netherlands. Makes you wonder if they're going to be able to make it through uh, COVID-19 and the adjustment we've all made as far as travel. Also, on this day in 1996, Fox News broadcast for the very first time. The 24-hour news channel came online on this day in 1996. On this day in 1952, the first bandstand was broadcast in Philadelphia. Dick Clark joined bandstand 
three years later as a substitute host. And he went on to put his stamp on bandstand for the foreseeable future, didn't he? Well, there you go. Just a little something to share with others as we make our way through a Wednesday. Hey, up before 6 o'clock, you know, when COVID-19 impacted all of us, we saw a major, major change in food service providers, what they were allowed to do, where their customers were going, package sizes, Adam Brock with Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin was one of the staff members on the front line trying to help those food service providers do a big pivot and still keep Wisconsin dairy on the menu. Going to talk with him about that. That's up before 6 o'clock. Meanwhile, got to remind you that uh, round two of the Coronavirus Food Assistance Program sign-up is underway. Now, that's a federal program that's administered through your local county farm service agency office. And I'll tell you, this time around, they have really broadened their umbrella as far as the commodities that they are including in for assistance. Everything from cranberries to ginseng, honey production, all facets of livestock production. If you haven't visited with your local Farm Service Agency office, you need to do that. It's a message from Sandy Chalmers, Executive Director of our Farm Service Agency offices. Remember, CFAP 1 looked at a price decline from mid-January to mid-April. So really that immediate demand shock when the economy shut down. Um, Here in Wisconsin, we paid out $523 million on close to to 19,000 applications. And about two-thirds of that went to milk production, so really lifting up the dairy sector that took that gut punch when the economy shut down so quickly. We heard from close to 6,200 dairy operations, and the response I've, I've received from dairy and livestock producers in particular was that this uh, first round of CFAP was really a lifeline for them. For a lot of agriculture, that's for sure. Now, uh, we had some folks that just because of the timing probably were not able to uh, lock in. That's a little bit of the reason why CFAP2 is really opening its arms up to all producers. Right. CFAP2 takes a longer look at the impact of COVID on agriculture, uh, looks at the price declines from mid-January to late July. Well, when you take a broad look like that at the impact of COVID on ag markets, obviously you're going to pull in just about everything grown in in America, really. Um, the The disruptions from COVID have been uh, they're just unmistakable, and they've impacted just about every ag producer's bottom line in some way. So when we pull in additional commodities, um, some examples of, of uh, production eligible for CFAP2 that was not eligible for CFAP1 um, would be all classes of, of wheat are now eligible, goat milk, uh, dry edible beans, mink, cranberries and ginseng, and and tobacco. So really a broad reach for this uh, second round of CFAP. Sandy Chalmers, Executive Director of our Wisconsin Farm Service Agency offices. So 
CFAP2 sign-up is already underway. Reach out to your local county farm service agency offices if you haven't scheduled an appointment already. They are trying to accommodate all farmers, especially in light of how busy you are with the harvest, trying to do things via email, uh, electronic signatures, etc. If you do feel that you've got to physically go to your county extension office, remember they are scheduling your appointments. Don't just show up. They are scheduling your appointments. Wisconsin, somewhere in the neighborhood of 19,000 applications that were processed during round one of the coronavirus food assistance program, around $523 million that came into the state uh, primarily for our dairy operators to assist them in the major market disruption from COVID-19. You have until December 11th to sign up for round two. It's 540. You know, there was another program that was created to support our Wisconsin farm families, the Wisconsin Farm Support Program, administered cooperatively between our Wisconsin Department of Agriculture and the Department of Revenue. That also went two rounds to distribute all $50 million earmarked by Governor Tony Evers for Wisconsin farm families. And Guillermo at the Department of Revenue says they take heart in the fact that they were able to help a lot of Wisconsin farm families pretty quickly. From the very beginning, Governor Evers emphasized that we should be connecting the dots among agencies. And while um, this pandemic has caused a lot of problems for a lot of folks, this has been a wonderful opportunity for us to learn more about other departments and partner up in ways that have never been done before. Um, So we have learned so much about the agriculture industry, and it has been a really great look for my team and the folks here at the department about the people and the stories Um, and the producers and the effort that goes into creating those tax returns every year. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, and the the other part, I really have to give credit to the Department of Revenue, although we may be talking some different languages. You guys stuck to it, even took a second round to make sure every dollar was out of that $50 allotted. Absolutely. Um, We were able to get out over the course of both programs Um, to just over 15,000 farmers received awards in both rounds. Break that out for me and tell me a little bit about first round, second round. Yeah, so in the first round, um, the the program description was um, folks making $35,000 in gross income from farming all the way up to uh, $5 million. Um, And we were able to get to about 12,000 farmers that way, a little under. Um, We still had some money left over, so we took the opportunity to get out more, um, and there we served just uh, just over 3,000 farmers um, in the second round. And Guillermo with the Wisconsin Department of Revenue, their Legislative Affairs Coordinator. So that Wisconsin Farm Support Program distributing $50 million to farms all across the state, somewhere in the neighborhood of 15,000 that uh, applied and received some of that financial stake. Markets and overnight electronic trade, I'll tell you, we're looking good. Don't forget, Friday is the big World Ag Supply Demand Report. The market is anxious to see what those numbers look like, especially after Wall Street sold off yesterday, the president announcing he didn't want to continue conversations about any more uh, stimulus money. Dow Jones took a nosedive. Some of that money coming over to commodities this morning. December corn's up three and a quarter cents right now at 388. November soybeans are up two and a half at 1046. July wheat right now is up three and a half at six dollars even. Now, as far as dairy markets were concerned, yesterday in Chicago saw the barrel cheese finish up a penny at two dollars. Forty pound block cheese 
up another penny and a quarter at 265. The double A butter that dropped three quarters of a cent to a dollar 47 and a quarter per pound. The fluid milk for November is up three, currently at 1962, while December milk's unchanged at 1791 a hundredweight. We were talking about all of that uh, federal and state assistance that went out to help our farm families uh, in the throes of the economic chaos caused by COVID. It, it did help them feel better. The Purdue University's Ag Economy Barometer is out, and it actually went up 12 points in the month of September to 156. That's the highest reading for that index since the pandemic started back in March and April. Uh, The index is up 38 points compared to July. In September, producers said they were more optimistic about both their current conditions and the future for agriculture. The current conditions index had a reading of 142. That was 18 points higher than August. And if you look at the future expectations, that index rose nine points to a reading of 163. So a lot of farmers, whether it's the therapy of the harvest of 2020 or whether it is uh, the rebound we've seen in commodity prices or that little extra financial shot in the arm they've gotten through USDA or our state agencies, farmers feeling a little bit better about things. And that's, that's good news, definitely. We also want you to know that we are recognizing some of the farm families that have been a part of Wisconsin's agriculture fiber for 100 and 150 years. The sesquicentennial and centennial farm salute brought to you by Compeer, happening now at MidwestFarmReport.com, where you can listen to some of the historic stories of these farm families and how they have persisted keeping their farm in the same family for at least 100 years. Again, pop on over, MidwestFarmReport.com. Look for the Century Sesquicentennial Farm icon and get a chance to listen, courtesy of our friends at Compure Financial. Don't go anywhere. Our friends at Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin stop by the studio in just a moment. Right here on the Midwest Farm Report. In the Army National Guard, family means everything. Our parents, they were really supportive that all five of us would join. I got my education because of the Guard. I got to travel a little bit and experience a whole different culture. It helped me get my job, it helped me pay for my house. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard instills pride that you and your family will share. Visit NationalGuard.com to learn more about part-time service. Sponsored by the Wisconsin Army National Guard. Aired by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association and this station. Metal is a fantastic choice. The fact that it's eco-friendly, the fact that it's energy efficient. Protects everything, not only on the outside, but obviously on the inside of the house as well. People like the clean, modern look of it. I'm Mike. And Mary Sweeta. Enjoy the long-lasting architectural strength and beauty of a Sweeta metal roof. S-W-I-T-A metalroofing.com. Sweeta metal roofing, the last roof you'll ever need. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Are you paying too much for health insurance? Rural Mutual Insurance can help you find the best options for individual group, vision, dental, and Medicare. Call your local Rural Mutual agent to see how you can save. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. This is the story of Daniel, who was born two months early. 
His lungs weren't ready. His heart wasn't ready. His parents could only hope that one day he would leave the hospital healthy and they would all live happily ever after. Daniel's is just one of the more than 500,000 stories of babies born prematurely last year. You can help the March of Dimes stop premature birth and bring more babies home healthy. Learn how at marchofdimes.com. Working together for stronger, healthier babies. If you need to know about farming, then you need to know Pam Yonke. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. World Dairy Expo Review brought to you courtesy of World Dairy Expo and Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. I'm the fabulous farm bee, Pam Yonke. And we are in the beautiful kitchens here at Dairy Farmers of, um, of Wisconsin's uh, headquarters in Madison. Of course, we'd like to be on grounds at World Dairy Expo sharing everything that Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin does for the industry. Remember, that's research, education, promotion, and advocacy. But... It's not happening this year, but I'll tell you what, the staff at Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin remains very active on behalf of Wisconsin dairy farm families and the businesses that uh, are part of our Wisconsin dairy industry. And this fellow standing to my left, Adam Brock, can tell you all about it. Now, he has got a really critical role, especially in light of 2020. He is the Director of Food Safety, Quality, and Regulatory Compliance. Now, at first blush, you're like, oh, this is going to be fun. But seriously, listen in as we talk about what Adam does. So you and I have talked pretty often, Adam, about uh, your position coming from the food service industry and being a part of that compliance side for them. So tell me... As soon as you saw COVID-19 starting to come our way, what automatically tripped in your mind? Uh, the first thing that tripped in my mind was we have to keep things open. If you saw that restaurants immediately were closing, that means less opportunities to get milk into the restaurants. Plants, if they shut down, guess what? We have nobody to produce the product. So number one was how do we keep the supply chain open? Right. How do we keep markets for farmers? How do we keep restaurants going? Everything was keeping the flow. That was the first thought. So we did team up with CDR and others to create a hub, and that hub was for the entire industry. Uh, We teamed up with other organizations, but really that hub was how do we keep going? And it was all the resources for COVID. We wrote what are known as standard operating procedures so that plants could keep running. And we got a lot of great feedback that people utilized the website, they took the tools, they ran with them, and that in part kept things open. It kept the supply running. And did it help your background being from that side of the industry where it was your responsibility to make sure everything that came into a food service distributor was on market? That Did that help you kind of coach up and work with the Center for Dairy Research to start things? Yes. The big thing is when you're on that end, right, when you're a consumer at the end, there's things that you see that sometimes farmers don't get to see, right? It's, it's the business. So knowing the supply chain, knowing who are the processors, what are their hurdles, what are our hurdles, and then also for a farmer, where are they going to go? If this plant's down, where do they go? Keep it open so we can keep moving product. But having that full supply chain and understanding farm to fork really is what helped us keep things rolling. Now, the collaboration with Center for Dairy Research, what kind of uptake, up, uptake did you see from the industry? And tell me a little bit about uh, the customers that suddenly started coming to that hub that maybe you'd never seen before. Well, we intentionally, so when we developed the SOPs, that was to keep the plants open. We started to see other commodities utilize those SOPs. So they were showing up maybe in meat, in other areas of the industry, and people were modifying it and using it as a tool, which was the intention. The intention was let's keep things open. Now, many of your uh, audience also deals with meat, you Mm -hmm. know, and, and 
there were some hiccups there. You didn't see that in dairy. You saw it a little bit, but ultimately, right. with freezing of cheese, with finding right. new markets, yeah. with working with the um, uh, food banks and such, it was a way to keep things flowing. Right. And you'll notice that we haven't had too many issues with keeping those plants up and uh, up and going, and that's our goal. Um, so we had a lot of customers from across. I had a bakery reach out uh, oh. from the uh, baking industry asking some questions about it. So how do we keep keep the whole food supply going and then you saw the articles and i know we had discussed at one point uh trucking and logistics and everything that was going crazy but that's where we took this template said share it openly to keep things flowing and it's worked out pretty well and i think we've gained uh, a lot of people that look to us and say gosh you are a great resource and you like to help people that's the main thing we want to help that's, right. that's our goal. Right. And always keeping quality in mind. I, I mean, I've talked with Adam a couple different times, and it's amazing. You and I may talk about quality at one level, and Adam takes it all the way up here because that's where you live is making sure that the customer, maybe it's a business, maybe it's the person uh, working with our product, gets exactly what they want, and in the end, the consumer gets exactly what they want. Well, and I think farmers know what quality is. They grow up. They know what farm. They know how to farm. They know how that quality is and that's the same thing people are looking for in restaurants and consumers are looking for it plants are looking for it so if you're able to take that quality and raise it up with things such as the master cheese maker program uh and really getting that cheese into people's mouths they will eat it they will keep eating it and that means that we have markets right and that's our goal is keep those markets open so quality yes we could have a whole session on quality (laughs) but you would be amazed at how much is actually in grating cheese and grating dairy right. products, right? Because if that consumer doesn't like it, they will switch to something else. Right. So if we can keep Wisconsin dairy front and center, we've got markets and there's the potential to grow and add on. So. Well, and making sure they know that proudly Wisconsin, honestly, it is proudly Wisconsin. It is. It's proudly Wisconsin all the way through. Yeah. Adam Brock, like I said, that he is the guy you want to talk to if you want to get into a discussion about what is quality, definition of quality. He can tell you all about it. Why? Because he is the vice president of or director of food safety, quality, and regulatory compliance, and you only got a sliver of all the things that he's into. And maybe most importantly, what it does show is the collaboration, dairy farm families, your dollars, your research, promotion, and education dollars, instilling that will of collaboration. And like you said, Keep things moving. Make sure that the dairy farm families are always represented no matter what happens, even in light of COVID-19. That's why we're doing this, World Dairy Expo Review. I want to thank my partners, Adam Brock, along with World Dairy Expo, as well as Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. Follow that story online, wisconsindairy.org. World Dairy Expo Review, I'm Pam Yonke. Sign up for daily agriculture updates by joining our email list. Head to MidwestFarmReport.com, enter your email address, and we'll handle the rest. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam.